tuning in to Hashtag Stories of Healing podcast, episode 17. Stories of Healing is here to inspire, motivate, help others lift and rise up through their past or present struggles by listening in and connecting with the special guest who tunes in and sharing their story of healing and how they overcame their battle. What was their healing process? Tonight, we have a doctor of philosophy, PhD. He helps people harness the power of their emotions so they can have deeper connections make better t- better decisions, and increase their influence. He is an international recognized trainer and top-rated keynote speaker as one of the few worldwide certified FACS coders who are experts in reading facial emotions. A gifted storyteller, his programs are infused with passion, dynamism, and of course, his natural Irish humor. He is the author of Leadership Lessons from the Pub. Welcome, Irvin. I'm grateful to have you on today and share your story. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Timmy. Thank you so much for the invitation. And uh, I'm excited to be here and to, to share my story and uh, to journey along in this great world of healing that we are part of. Amazing, amazing, Irvin. I can't wait to dive in and hear your story. Um, but before we get into it, uh, would you be able to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, uh, and where you're from? Sure. Yes. So I am presently based just outside of Washington, D.C., and uh, I've been here for about eight years. And then, uh, however, I'm originally from Northern Ireland. That's where I grew up and uh, came to the U.S. uh, just over 30 years ago and spent a lot of time in Florida before moving up here. And uh, presently, as you said, in the bio work, uh, uh, mainly in the area of emotional intelligence and I do that with leaders and organizations and really um, helping people um, communicate and to uh, build bridges and not walls. Incredible. I love it. And I think that's super important right now in the world that we live in is, is, mm-hmm. is building those bridges, you know, in, in the world that's getting kind of divided. So I'm really excited to hear more about you. And, and I'm sure our listeners are. Um, Irvin, um, are you feeling ready to dive in? Sure. Absolutely. All right, brother. All right. So what is your story of which brought you a life challenge or struggle? Yeah. So I, I referenced at the beginning, you know, that I was born in Northern Ireland and um, my generation, I was born in 1967 and my generation has a name and we are called children of the troubles mm-hmm. because uh, I was born just as the year of the violence that erupted in Northern Ireland in the seventies and eighties were starting. And literally, you know, I grew up, and the backdrop to growing up was the, the violence. Basically, society had broken down. Um, it had turned tribal and, uh, and violent. And uh, I grew up, however, in a very loving family. And uh, we grew up in a little, little village uh, population of about 200 people. And uh, we owned the pub. We owned the only pub in the village. And it was called the Balamagari Arms. And I remember one day when I was about six, uh, my parents had gone to uh, do some shopping in Belfast, the capital, and uh, they were returning in the evening and I'd gone to bed. I had four, four sisters. I'm the youngest. And so my father uh, wanted to get back into the pub so that he could relieve uh, the barman who was working. And uh, my mother went upstairs. Uh, she had bought a dress for a wedding, uh, upcoming wedding that she was going to. And she was excited to show my sisters. Uh, and about an hour later, uh, two uh, IRA gunmen, uh, masked, burst into the pub. Um, they went up to the front of the pub. They placed uh, one of them, got all the customers and held them at gunpoint against the wall. 
Um, the other one put uh, a bomb uh, on the counter, looked at my dad in the eye and said, you have five minutes and this is going off and don't even think about touching it. And so, um, you know, needless to say, customers kind of ran out. My father ran up the stairs, uh, warmed my uh, mother and my four sisters. And finally, he went to my uh, bedroom. He picked me up. I was sleeping, uh, ran down the door, down the stairs, across the street. And we reached the other side just as kind of I was waking up. And the bomb exploded and sent fire throughout the whole building. And, you know, myself, my family uh, watched literally while everything burnt. We were left with nothing but the clothes on our back. And, um, you know, one of the memories I have of that, apart from, I remember the heat, but then I remember as well my father uh, clenching his fist and saying, you know, watch me build again, this deep voice. And this this kind of reaction that 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 this will not defeat us, and um, and you know that marked kind of childhood for me. This this amazing um, moment and experience, and you know, as terrible as it was, and it was, um, it's interesting. You know, um, like one week after that bombing, uh, my father had managed to get the whole village together. Um, he got a tent. Uh, he got some drink, he got furniture, and a week to the hour of the bombing, uh, the bombing was in March 30th, and April the 7th, um, in one side of the parking lot, there was kind of the, the smoldering smoke from the bomb, and then the other side was a tent with lights and music and people singing, and it was just this statement, you know, here one side was evil, and then the other side was 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 what the human person was capable of mm -hmm. and the response you know and it it uh placed in my heart that that the woundedness and then also the potential for recovery and the potential for resilience wow that's really heavy man and i'm sorry that you had your family had to go through that mm -hmm. and um I think it's also very empowering and incredible that your father had still like so much passion and bravery inside that yeah. he wanted to push forward and no matter what was taken away, he wanted to rebuild again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to see that that obviously sit, sat with you, you know, over the years and, and where you are today. And I, um, I wanted to ask during those times, even though they were like, you were rebuilding and it was very challenging. What were some of the, you know, the deepest emotions, the deepest pain that some of the, stuff that your family is going through and you know how did you guys get through some of that and 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 embrace uh the positivity as much as you can with the surroundings of that you know that negative environment the battles that are happening around you during that time you know it's it's interesting i think i think for me you know as i reflect on that question i think the overriding emotion and it's an emotion that 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 has stayed with me and has been my special battle throughout my life is fear mm. i'm literally I, I cannot remember a moment of growing up where I did not feel fear every day. And, um, and, and just, you know, at that stage, there's a fear of just pure safety. But, you know, just like, like give me give you an insight. Like, you know, so just you take for granted, you go on a Saturday and you go shopping. And we would do that. And we were going to our local town. But no matter what Saturday it was, at some stage in that shopping experience, 
um, there would be a bomb scare. Someone would have called in a bomb scare. You would have to leave the building. You would be searched going into a building. So it was this constant uh, fear. So, so for me, it was. I, I can remember times growing up where, where I just didn't want to go outside or I was afraid. And then I think, you know, then the question is, well, how do you deal with that? And I think, you know, what happens, in, and I think you find this in people that grow up in situations like that, you have choice. And even, you know, even in the face of fear, you, you know, I can remember my mother knowing, you know, how I felt and still saying, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We got to do this. And it's, we got to live our life. And so it's this, this resilience of, of life goes on. And um, there, are, there are many things that we can't control, but one of the things we can control is our reaction. And, um, and so therefore this, this constant, you know, battle of feeling afraid, but yet um, facing it and, 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 and confronting it and just mm -hmm. attempting to live a normal life. Wow. Very powerful, you know, and, and it's, um, you know, I think it's absolutely amazing that, you know, going back and looking through that kind of battle that your families went through and, and seeing how fear over time can still play a part in our lives something that has still sat with us, but you're still able to overcome and, you know, and take care of yourself and find different healthy ways and channels of ways to get through that in such a positive way. Um, and, and diving onto that, I wanted to ask, adding onto that, um, what are some of those positive channels or some of those positive, um, I guess you can say outlooks that you try to focus on when you had fear coming in, you know, as you're growing and getting older and you're working on work and your passions, um, what were some of the ways that you were able to channel some of that fear and that negativity or that energy into, into a positive way? It's a great question. You know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I wrote this in the book as well. So I think one of the ways, um, so first of all, was, was avenues, first of all, to, to express the emotion. So I think, you know, Timmy, one of the things that would happen was, was that it, it's so, you, you, you know, at times when you, when you have these deep emotions, it's so easy to hold on to them or you mm. shove them down and you think, you know what, this is not helping me. So uh, one of the blessings of growing up in Northern Ireland and growing up in Ireland in general is music. And mu we're musical nice. people. And Love it. Mu music has a way of touching the heart that enables emotion to surface. Mm. And, uh, you know, some of my memories are of, of songs being sung in the pub and like being with my mother and just seeing tears coming down her eyes mm. of some way, the music let the release. So I think part of it is, you know, for me, music's always been very powerful for release. So I think part of dealing with strong emotion is, 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 is acknowledging the emotion at times we can say it's bad, but it is, it's, it's, um, I always like to say emotions are conveyors of information. And what my fear was telling me was that I need to be safe and that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. And so to, to be able to express that, I think another powerful force for me was faith and, and just um, this ability to feel that, that something bigger outside of me was, was overlooking it all. And that, that, that in some way I would be okay. And, and I think that was important for me as well as growing up. This, this sense that, um, that I'm part of, 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 of a bigger world and I'm part of um, um, a force of love, et cetera, that, that, that holds me and protects me. 
And then another thing was um, the amazing lesson of my parents. So I think I caught optimism from my parents. You know, when I, and I look back and I think, God, here were people who lost everything. And yet my father's and mother's optimism in the human person, the good, you know, their belief in the goodness of the human person. And I think, you know, that helped me as well in the sense of, you know, um, people are good. People want to be good. People want to love and, and help each other. And I think, you know, I, I grew up with that in the sense of here I am in a society deeply divided. And yet at our core, we're all looking for the same things. And, and I think, you know, that for me was, was um, an, an avenue and a kind of a belief that I adopted because ultimately, you know, we have a choice. We either go down the road of, of saying that people are out to hurt us and, and uh, are bad or else we go down the other route and say, yeah, there are some people, bad apples, but at the core, we're, we're, we're all looking for the same thing. And ultimately, people want to be happy and protected and safe. And, uh, and that has helped me immensely. Wow. I agree with you, you know, and it's amazing that to the core of ourselves, it's that connectivity. It's that love that we have inside as human beings that bring us together. Mm -hmm. And I also love that you touched on how, like, even though you, you're, you're, you faced the fear, you faced those challenges and you accept it and you're like, you know what, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to continue focusing on the things that you need to do to, to stay positive, balance with your family. And I find that, you know, you, when you've looked back and then you're also kind of, said, Hey, you know what? It is what it is. It's going to happen in this world that we live in. Like things are going to come our way and it's a matter of how we react to those and, you know, and accept it. But then it's how we react and how we make a plan to push forward. And I really love that you brought that perspective because right now I can see a lot of pain and a lot of disconnect, a lot of divide, and there's a lot of hate and, and battles happening across our planet. And, um, you know, I think it's important that, you know, people like ourselves and everyone together that wants to spread and connect and, and share and, and, you know, those battles and kind of come to a common balance and a ground to bring that love. I think it's super important and can really bridge that healing, um, to what we need and, and kind of grow as a web, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and ultimately I always say, you know, when you scratch the surface of anyone, at, at our core, we're looking, we're looking for those basic needs. And, and the most basic need we have is to be um, listened to and to be heard and to be acknowledged and to be loved. You know, um, there is, yes, there is physical hunger in our world, unfortunately, but I think one of the greatest hungers is the need to be listened to. And the fact that so many people feel that their voices are not heard. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think it's um, a time that we start showing that support, you know, as people, we come together and where we are today and, and we listen and we be there for one another. And, you know, it's been too much of this divide and these battles and these wars, and this disconnect. I think it's time for peace. It's time for love. It's time for like that harmony, um, you know, and uh, I think we're like, I, I see good. I see a lot of good in the world that's happening today. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot of things that need to change and a lot of things that need healing. And that's why we're on the show tonight. Um, and I wanted to touch base. I really like that you, uh, you know, that music, you know, in, in Ireland and, and that humor and that music together is really what brought the spirits in your family. And when you, when you said your mom was touched by a song and was crying and, you know, it's amazing how music is so intertwined in her life and it hits us spiritually, you know, emotionally, physically, and mentally, it hits yeah. us in all our four pillars. And, and, um, 
Yeah, it, it's really nice to hear that, you know, because music has saved my life. Music has healed me and a lot of the trauma that I've went through growing up in my upbringing and, 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 and some of the things that I've seen in my family and some of the things I face with, um, you know, and it's um, music has always been there for me, um, you know, and in, in, in a positive way, in a way to release and express. So I like that we have that connection and that and that um, similarity. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask is, um, you know, looking back where you are today, if so, um, what was the hardest thing to let go of to help push yourself forward and what your family went through? Um, you know, I think for me is, um, so I, I think part of it is connected to the fear. So I think, you know, at times uh, I know what I, I created stories up uh, about kind of the consequence of, of things. And so not speaking up the consequence of, of almost hiding to be protective. And I've just noticed in, in my own career and my own life, as I look back, um, fear has kept me back from doing certain things. And, uh, and, and, and so often it's not grounded fear. And, you know, so often we create uh, these fears and, and really, you know, part of it is good in the sense that we are trying to protect ourselves. But I think for me, you know, um, it's showing up in my life in various ways. And so part of healing has been overcoming that. And, you know, just simple, not simple things, but things like um, not having difficult conversations when conversations were required to have. And my fear there was, you know, this need to feel love, this need to, to, to not damage, you know, growing up, you know, part of the, the trauma I suffered was kind of, you know, I, I, I didn't want to upset the piece. Everything had to be, you know, and so I, I went the opposite. And, and, but that also, you know, it's a gift, but then it's overused. And so there are times when, when I haven't said things that should have been said or times when, when maybe a, a, a difficult conversation needed to be had and I avoided it. Um, and part of that, my growing and, and my healing has been that it's okay. And that uh, very often what I'm afraid about is, um, is, is rejection. And I think that's the core really of, of the hurt that I've, I've been overcoming, you know, this, this sense of, of being left, uh, being left alone, left with nothing. And, uh, and that's being kind of the hurt that had to be healed throughout my life. Wow. Can I ask, adding on to that, um, what would um, be some of the positive like outlets or things that you've done, whether they're hobbies or passion or starting your practice, um, some of those things that were allowed you to kind of accept the fear and then like learn how to like overcome it. Um, yeah. What were some of those things that you like were able to, how, how did you overcome some of that fear? Yeah. So, so really um, I would just say um, a couple of things. One is um, um, I have a very strong um, meditation practice mm. and, and, and part of that is, you know, it's all grounded on breath and awareness of our body, you know, and, and one of the things I realized that for most of my life, I've kind of lived from the neck upwards and I'm kind of detached from my body. Right, and, I, right. and a lot of people are. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and yet our body is such, it gives us such wisdom. It's such, you know, it gives us beautiful signs. And so part of what's helped me is to know that um, I feel fear when it's coming up in my body. You know, mm -hmm. I can feel the tension in my heart. I can feel kind of almost going a little cold. And it's just signals me, oh, I see, there it is. And you know what? Um, what I've also learned to do is not to demonize it. 
I don't think mm. that helps. What I've learned, I've ca I call it, I just befriend it. It's my friend. And I just say, look, mm. here's my friend, fear. And mm. this fear, this fear helped me at an age when I was young to survive, but it's okay. It's not helping me now. And wow. so part of that is just to say, you know, friend, I, 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 I know what, I know what your concern is. Um, but it's okay. It's going to be okay. So it's almost like have a dialogue with the emotion that's really helped me. Yeah. And, um, and then I think, you know, part of it is, is risk. Part of it is just, um, you know, this is not going to destroy me. And I think part of it is, um, I, I like to say, what's the evidence? You know, I like, sometimes I'll say, if this is a court of law, is there any evidence that backs up what I'm feeling? And most of the time it's not. So I think that's been important for me, kind of meditation and, and breathing, et cetera. And then the other thing for me is, um, you know, one of my passions is travel. And I've been very blessed to have the opportunity. And um, the lesson I've learned from that is the bigger the world is, the smaller it gets. And that no matter, I've been blessed to meet many, many different cultures. And what I come across is, is, people with the same anxieties, the same fears, the same. And so I, I, I kind of, that has helped me as well, really um, get out of myself. And in the sense of, wow, this is, you know, I, I am not alone in this feeling. There are so many people like me. I think that's such a cool and amazing perspective, the way that you took fear and you took it into like, let's talk it as a dialogue. This is my friend. Let me go at it this way. And um, I think a lot of young people actually today could really utilize that, that strategy, that emotional strategy. Um, wow, that's really cool. I've never heard that perspective before. And just as you were sharing that, I was thinking to myself, wow, there's been so many times in my life when fear has hit me um, in ways where I needed to overcome it, you know, and yeah, I, um, I guess you could say because I have experience, um, you know, health and fitness and doing meditation as well and breathing. Sometimes your breathing can be off though. Sometimes you can't connect. Sometimes you, your body can't connect with that spiritual component of your breathing. So you feel like you're, you know, your neck up, but talking to it, talking to that fear and being like, it's okay. Hey, how are you doing? Um, you know, you're, you're back. Welcome. But you know, we're going to bypass you today. You know, I, I like the way that you brought that perspective. I think that's, that's, that's a very good tactic, um, emotional strategy. Um, and I think that, yeah, young people will be, anyone can really uh, utilize that because right now there's so much fear today in the world. You see it everywhere. Um, I see it on the way home from work. I see it. And, um, you know, there's so many ways, you know, that we can focus on the meditation and the breathing. And there's all these different ways of getting the right sleep and reducing stress. But I really, really think that's a that's an incredible perspective of how you brought that in as, as, as hey, like th this is just an, a friend, emotional friend that's coming in and, you know, how to kind of dialogue, communicate with that. I think that's fascinating. I'm really yeah. glad you brought that up. Yeah, you know, for, it's very powerful for me because I think so often in my life, what I did is I, I try to repress it. So I try to kind of like, I was there, go, go away. It was kind of like, I, I don't. And then, you know, part of me is like, it's there. It's there for, I think part of it was, you know, when I was was reflecting back on my childhood, you know, uh, it was there for a purpose. It served me. And so often emotions serve you. They're there for a purpose. Mm. And um, and then, you know, it's the moment I befriended it that was like, hmm, 
Okay. And then, you know, you just, you know, it becomes a little more gentle dialogue and it's like, not today, not today fear. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, looking back, Irvin, um, if so, is there anything you would have done differently to overcome some of that fear or challenge that you went through in your life? Um, anything that you would have done differently looking back when you were younger, you know, where now that where you are now with all the wisdom that you've had and that those experiences that you overcome, um, looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? So, um, I would just say a few things, you know, the, the, there was a, um, an amazing experience we had, um, both my parents have passed, um, uh, but my four sisters are still alive. And when I was writing the book, which brings in a lot of these stories, um, we sat down, we had dinner one night and um, I, I, I was asking about the night of the bombing and we came to a realization that it was the first time we actually had sat down and discussed that night ever that we had compartmentalized our lives that basically this moment was too painful to revisit. And we all got on with our lives and, and never really talked about it. It was there. It was, of course it was there. And as I reflect upon that, I, I often think, you know, what might have been if we had been able to talk about that. Um, and, and because all of us were, you know, we all shared the pains that we went through and the impact of that. And I think part of the missing conversation was, you know, at times we felt we couldn't bring it up and we didn't bring it up and the impact of it. So I think as I look back, I, I love that we're missing conversations. Mm. I often think, you know, in my life, there have been missing conversations be of, a, of an impact from that. A missing conversation um, because I didn't think people wanted to talk about it or my family didn't want to talk about it. Um, I've talked a little bit about missing conversations because I felt afraid to bring up the conversation. And, um, and you know, the impact of that is a little bit of disconnect mm -hmm. um, because I think um, – what happens is it can bring deeper connection. So I think, you know, um, what might have helped um, is, is having more of those, the courage to have those missing conversations. And as I look back, I think, um, I wish I had taken more risk. Um, and, and I think that might've helped as well. Uh, and those are the main things. If there are regrets, that's, that's the main thing I regret. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate you, Irvin. And, um, you know, I think uh, it's very, very valuable, your experience and how it can help people. Because, you know, there's a lot of times in our lives where we lose something, we lose a business, we lose family, we lose something so precious to us, something that sits heavy in our heart. And it can create those long lasting emotions like fear and anxiety and stress. And, um, you know, I think that, um, where you are today and seeing you, you know, you're, you're, you're bright, your energy is amazing and it's good. And, you know, you, you can see that you've overcome what you went through. And I, you know, I, I, I support you. And I think it's, um, I just want to say, I'm very grateful that you're able to, to come on and share tonight. And um, out of all those experiences that you were able to harness, um, what are some words of wisdom that you would be able to share with someone who, who's battling right now with a big loss, whether it's something in their, like their business, their schooling, their family, 
something that sits with them right now and they have all this fear and they don't know what to do with it, whether it doesn't matter what age or they're at, based on your experience and your story, what is what are some words of wisdom that you would be able to help them connect and heal? Uh you know, and it's so true because because there are, especially as we all kind of suffer through this pandemic as well, um, you know, loss. There, I've met so many people that are dealing with loss in so many different ways and and, and fear, et cetera. So I think um, what I'd like to share is, first of all, um, isolation will only make it worse. And so I think the temptation is to um, shut down and to try and, and, and sometimes deny the fear and not talk about it. And, um, and I just say, you know, try and find someone. Try and find someone that will listen. Because I think at t- it's at those moments that we really need to begin to, to share our story and to talk through it. And because I think at times we internalize things and it's only when we verbalize it that we realize that maybe things are not as bad as we think we are, or um, there are other solutions there that are coming up that we can only um, come to if we verbalize. So I think just part of that is, is, is to find someone and to speak about it and, and, and avoid the temptation of, of shutting down. Um, And then uh, the other thing then would just be um, to, to try and um, surround yourself or to have one other person in your life even who is, who's positive, who mm-hmm. at times like that, we need to almost reconnect with, with optimism, reconnect with positivity, reconnect with hope. And, um, and I always say, you know, find, find people, uh, you know, at times when we go through tough, there, there's almost like a, an optimism deci- de- de- deficit yeah. and a hope deficit so bring some people into your life or reconnect with people who are people of hope, people of faith, people um, who, who have joy. Um, and, and that energy, you know, catch that energy. One of the things I've learned in my studies of emotions is we catch the emotions of others. So surround yourself or, or at least try and bring some people closer to you so that you can catch that energy because that's what you need as well. Incredible. Thank you for sharing, Irvin. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you and you taking the time to come on. I think that's an amazing words of wisdom. And, you know, I think it's going to bring some healing to our listeners. I believe it's going to bring healing to our listeners and our audience. And, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask was um, today, what is Irvin doing today? And if there are listeners tuning in who listen to our live show tonight or our recap video, what is some of the things you're doing today that are helping your circle and your community online? And through your work and um, how you can help someone that might be in this in, looking for your service, looking for your support. Yeah. Well, today I was actually writing some YouTube videos. I, I, I nice. YouTube video um, and it's all in a practical area of emotional intelligence. So like I just, one that came out last week was how do you deal with loneliness at home? Mm. Um, so very practical topics. And so I'm, I'm going to record 20 and uh, at all nice. around, and I always invite people that, by the way, if listeners, if there's a topic around emotions that you'd like to hear about, just let me know. And I'm more than happy to kind of record something as well. So um, so that's part of what I've been doing today to try and nice. um, kind of make an impact and, and, and help people where they're at and, um, and help them understand their emotions and how their emotions can help them and impact the world. 
That is awesome. I love it. I want to definitely check that out. And I think um, people, if you are interested and you should be, you should connect with Irvin. You can follow him on Instagram here at Irvin.Nugent. We also have Irvin here on his Facebook. I got a couple tags here. You can find Irvin here at Irvin Speaks. And then if you want to connect um, on an either another professional level, we got his website here. We got www.irvinnugent.com. And um, Irvin, I, I just want to say I really appreciate you taking the time to come on our show tonight. And um, I wanted to ask if there's anything else that you feel like you really need to release and let out that you can connect with our world. Is there anything that you would like to, to say that might bring some more healing um, before we end the show tonight? Um, I would just say, you know, for me, as I've just tonight, as I've been speaking, um, there's just kind of a little thing that's come up in my mind. Um, and the question I have, and I just share the question and maybe for people to, um, to reflect in as well, is there a missing conversation that you need to have that will bring healing? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking that I, you know, and I think maybe it's a good question for all of us to ask. Amen. God bless Irvin. I think that's awesome. I think that's incredible. And you know what? There's there's uh there's some missing conversations I know that are out there. You know, I believe even looking back and reflecting on my own, um, there are missing conversations that need to happen. And I think it will bring a lot more healing for sure. So I really, really want to say how grateful I am to have you to take the time to share your story of healing tonight. Um, and uh, I want to stay connected and the listeners tuning in, please reach out to, to Irvin. You have the tags here on her socials and his website. And um, thank you so much, Irvin, for uh, for coming on tonight. Timmy, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night, everyone.